Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. So God acceptance at hand, as I was preparing this week for um, this, this talk, um, I realized it's going to be a two-parter. Um, <laughs> there's so much to talk about about acceptance because it's so misunderstood. Um, so let's talk about part one, about human acceptance. So today I want to do some exercises and I want to... Um, get us to understand what it means to accept on a psychological human level first, because that actually informs us where we might still be challenged to accept God in our lives. There's a direct connection. The way we relate to human beings, the way we relate to each other and are willing to accept or not accept is exactly how we relate in our God acceptance. It's almost a perfect mirror. If we have anyone in our lives that we do not accept, guess what? That's a reflection of a part of us that is still not willing to accept that part in God. God is always accepting of everything which doesn't mean that we resign. It doesn't mean that we let people get away with everything. It doesn't mean that consequences all of a sudden are not real or necessary. It just means that we learn to accept. So let's look at that. What is acceptance by definition? And even though we are told that Wikipedia is not necessarily the best source I got to tell you, this is actually the best description I've seen uh, trying to find a really good definition. Acceptance in human psychology is a person's assent, and assent is just another word for accepting or consent, to the reality of a situation, recognizing a process or condition, often a negative or uncomfortable situation, right, that is a fait accompli. French, explain that in a moment, without attempting to change it or protest it. Fait accompli means, fait means fact, accompli means accomplished. So it's just what is a fact, right? We are accepting a reality that is in our direct experience without attempting to change it or protest it. That's what truly acceptance looks like. Now, if I look down in front of me, and I'm kind of like reflecting myself, you know, over the past few weeks and months, how often was I really willing to accept without condition, right? Um, that's not that easy, right? It's a, it's a high bar that we're trying to achieve. I know this is a little small, I can't even read it, but this is a, a good one from Scott Tracy. Acceptance of a thing makes it easier, he said, 
no amount of resisting ever kept winter from coming, right? So when something happens in our lives and we are resisting it, it still happened, right? Resistance often is so futile, like the Borg would say for those Trekkies in, in here, right? Uh, resistance is futile, and it's the same about acceptance. It's actually much easier to just simply accept. Again, acceptance is not resignation. It doesn't mean that, and it also doesn't mean that we have to accept someone's behavior and their consequences. It's just accepting a reality that is in our lives. Here's another one. I know this is, again, small. Um, <clears throat> So when it's raining, on the left, there is a person saying, ugh, I hate the rain, how annoying. I wish it was sunny. Great, now I have to drive in the rain, so now I'm going to be stressed and my mood is ruined. Okay? Is that person accepting? No. no. Right? On the right, it simply says, it's raining. Yep. yep. <laughs> is that accepting? Yes, right? So sometimes acceptance is just about, yep. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that we have to be calm about it. It doesn't mean that we need to um, be enlightened about it, really. It, it, you know, we, we get so tripped up about, oh, I can't be angry, I shouldn't be this way and all that. It just makes it worse. Sometimes it's raining and we go, yep. <laughs> And we can still have our feelings about it, right? But if we are in acceptance, those feelings are actually transforming much quicker. Feelings come and go. Like if you remember from last week, the biorhythm, right? It's the ups and downs of life. So feelings come and go. And the more we are in acceptance, the less we are actually uh, grabbing onto those feelings. See, the reason why we stay angry for days and days on end, or we are sad for a very long time, is not because anger or sadness are bad feelings. It's because we are resisting to accept that they're there in the first place. We're holding on to them. And I often, uh, in meditation, explain that when we meditate, most of us have lots of thoughts, because if we don't have any thoughts, guess what? We are no longer breathing, okay? So anyone who closes their eyes and tries to meditate will have lots of thoughts going on in their, in their mind, right? And lots of feelings sometimes, because meditation can bring up some deep feelings. So I explain all those thoughts and feelings as clouds passing by. And if you think about your life, Hardly ever do you actually look up and stare at the cloud, unless it's a pretty bunny cloud or something that reminds you of something, right? But usually you just let the cloud be. You notice, except, oh, it might be weather coming in, but then you move on with your day. And I recommend in meditation do the same thing. Don't hold on to your thoughts and feelings. Let them flow by, because if you focus too much of them, it's like, freezing a cloud, guess what that would do to the weather in the world? If we had the ability to freeze clouds, right, it would wreak havoc on us. 
Okay. So a little story, a little personal story about acceptance um, that I remember so vividly still, and it's been now almost 30 years, is learning, notice the parentheses, to love the rain, a shift in consciousness. So almost 30 years ago, I left Switzerland for good. Many of you know the story. I kind of like was fed up with Switzerland. It was too pretty and too, too, too nice, and I just couldn't be around it anymore. <laughs> so I left Switzerland. I went to New Zealand, um, and, and there's lots of stories around it. But I ended up, ended up on the South Island on the, where the Red Square is on the bottom left there, and that's called the Fjordland. And you see it like a a big magnifying thing there, Milford Sound and Fjordland there, that's the big one on the right, okay? So that's where I ended up uh, hiking um, for three months straight, mostly out bush, hardly ever in town, only came back to town maybe every two or three weeks to get some supplies, and then I went out bush again. Now, when people hear of, Queens, uh, of, of, of Milford Sound or the Fjordland, guess what? That's what they're going to see. And everyone says, oh, beautiful, right? Well, guess what? My experience for three months was this. Bush after bush after bush after bush, you couldn't see sometimes in front of you, especially when it rained, okay? This is not me, this is just me <laughs> looking 30 years ago. Because for three straight months, because I was a little late coming into the Fjordland, I got into the fall, which is our spring up here, and, and so it started raining. So it was after summer and it started raining. And for three months, it would not stop raining. Three months. And you know, 30 years ago, we didn't have these nice Gore-Tex lightweight hiking boots. I had my military, Swiss military, heavy leather boots. And if you have leather boots and it rains all day, guess what? Do they dry till the next day? Nope. <laughs> so my boots were wet for three months. And I hated every moment being in that rain until almost after I was done hiking, throughout the Fjordland. Um, I was walking and I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't wishing for it. I didn't do anything, but all of a sudden, it switched. All of a sudden, I was standing there in the rain, completely wet, as I would be every single day, not only my boots, but everything, wet to the core, freezing, and all of a sudden, I was in complete acceptance of it. And guess what, what happened to my mouth? My frown automatically turned up to a smile. And I couldn't explain it. That is what acceptance looks like to me still to this day. I didn't have to do anything for it. I didn't have to wish for it. But it just happened, which is lucky, right? I actually believe we can work on acceptance and make it happen. For me, it was just lucky. And since that day, when it rains, I love going outside and just stand in the rain and get wet. Since then, my complete attitude to rain 
changed. And all it needed is that moment of acceptance. That's how powerful acceptance can be. So I was on the left for almost three months, and all of a sudden I went, yep, right? And we can all do that. We all have the power to do that with anything. George Orwell once said, uh, happiness can exist only in acceptance. And I would actually agree with him. If we are not in acceptance of anything in our lives, then we cannot fully be happy. We can be partially happy, for sure. But we cannot really fully be happy. It takes a level of acceptance for us to truly experience happiness in life. There's different types of acceptance, from public acceptance to self-acceptance. Here are just some of them. Conditional, expressed, psychological, social, cultural. We are driven to accept in certain ways. We are asked to accept people when we are part of a community, for example. We're asked to be accepting of people when we are part of a society or the public, right? There's self-acceptance when something uh, that's often very difficult for us to be accepting of ourselves. There's conditional acceptance. Talked a little bit the past two weeks about that, about um, reciprocal um, altruism, transactional altruism, where, you know, you, I only give, do you something good if you do something good back to me. You know, very common nowadays, for sure. Conditional acceptance is the same is I'm accepting you if you accepting me, right? That's just not going to work very well if we do it that way. There's also degrees of acceptance from control to surrender. Three levels, three degrees. First degree, we take control and guide our thoughts, feelings, and actions accordingly. So we are the ones who are bringing the acceptance about. We are making acceptance possible. But the second degree is we set aside potential arguments or disagreements. So we may have an argument or a disagreement with someone, and then it takes a little bit more. So it, we can control ourselves, but then we still need to be able to set aside that argument in order to fully move into acceptance. And then the last degree, the third degree, is we surrender to practical rather than known epistemic, it's uh, from research, rationality. What that means is sometimes we know up here that we are supposed to accept, but we just can't. Or we know up here that we are supposed to reject someone, but we're not supposed to. So we need to, that third degree, that last degree, is about completely surrendering to practical acceptance, meaning that sometimes even though we know that we're not supposed to accept, for societal reasons or public reasons, we are still accepting for our own good. Okay? So you can see it's quite complex to move into acceptance, and um, there's even more acceptance <laughs> to talk about. So, for example, Bob Goff, Bob Goff, he said, um, most people need love and acceptance a lot more than they need advice. 
that's one of the decrees in, in counseling, in clinical mental counseling, mental health counseling, but in counseling altogether, is we do not give advice. Most clients come to us, they want to get advice. We don't give it to them. And they are really disappointed. What's more important is to actually accept them for who and what they are, what we call uh, Carl Rogers' core conditions, unconditional positive regard. In counseling, we really are supposed to just accept and listen without giving advice. And here, I think he rightly says that we need love and acceptance much more than we need advice, don't you think? Right? Sometimes, yeah, advice is helpful, but um, to just feel accepted, I think, is a little bit more powerful. Michael J. Fox, anyone knows Michael J. Fox? Back to the future, right? You know what's going on with his body? Okay, going through quite a thing. He's very open about it, very brave about it. Um, he's saying acceptance doesn't mean resignation. It means understanding that something is what it is and that there's got to be a way through it. Okay? Resistance is futile. We need, we don't mean with acceptance, oh yeah, okay, all right. Kind of like the resignation kind of emotion. That's not what we mean. Acceptance is just being present with what is and then deal with it as it is without trying to resist it. And then this one is also relatively small. Quinton Bufogel, Buffogel, I don't know how you pronounce it, Bufogle. Let's go with Bufogle. I like Bufogle, okay? Tolerance is not acceptance either. So resistance is not acceptance. Resignation is not acceptance. And tolerance is not acceptance either. And he actually uh, relates it to religion. And that's the problem with all religion, so he's very negative toward religion. And most of us probably experienced that to some degree, right, growing up, that it teaches, religion teaches acceptance only for those who believe exactly as you do. And at best, tolerance for the rest of us sinners, right? Sorry, not acceptable. So to accept someone into a community or accept someone into our lives is not about tolerating them and it's not about resigning to them being there, but to fully embrace who and what they are. Again, it doesn't mean that we have to uh, excuse any behaviors or any consequences from those behaviors. You know, it's not about when someone has done something really bad and they have to go to jail it doesn't mean that we're then trying to prevent that from happening. We simply focus on accepting the person for who they are <clears throat> and help them through that process. It's not an excuse. Okay. It's, quite, it's quite something, right? It's not that easy to accept, isn't it? So because of that, we're doing some exercises today. Uh-huh. So pair up, and I know by now you've probably gotten really comfortable to pair up with one person, okay? 
So not that you have to, but I uh, challenge you to pair up with someone new and see if you can do it. And let's do this right now. And while, while everyone is pairing up, I just want to let those of you at home know, if you're by yourself, you can do the same exercise. And if you're uh, a couple, then obviously you can't find someone new, so I encourage you to do it too. And I'll try to find my, my bell that I forgot to prepare. Everyone has a partner? Queen needs another partner. All right, we got one. So everyone is good? Okay. All right. So here's how it goes. Oops. Well, you saw it already. So whoever wants to go first is going to be B. Let's do it this way. Okay. So whoever goes first, you're the B's, and the other ones are the A's. So the B's, for one minute, share something you struggle with to accept in the world, specifically not about yourself. Exclude what you struggle with about yourself for a moment. We'll get to that later. But share something you struggle with to accept in the world, whether it's politics or wars or something closer, family, friends, even in this community or whatever it is, you know, just share for one minute. Ready? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I forgot to say that the, whoever listens should actively listen. Hopefully you've done so. We've done this before, right? So now the A's, those who have been listening, only for 30 seconds, you will repeat back to the B's what you have heard. Okay, ready and go.
I know that's quick, but it's supposed to be a summary, okay? All right. Now let's switch, okay? So whoever went first is now listening, actively listening. And whoever listened last time will now share for one minute something you struggle with to accept in the world, not about yourself. It's about outside of you, not within you. Ready? And go. Okay, and now those who have been listening, you will repeat back and share what you heard as you were listening for 30 seconds. fast, right? Okay. So I want you to notice a couple of things. I want you to notice as you were sharing what you were sharing. And those of you who are, were listening, I want you to notice um, what you heard. And again, I also want you to notice did what you heard back from the person who was listening match what you were trying to say. Okay, keep that in mind. And then, now, for one minute, discuss any similarities you found in your sharing. So now you both get to talk. Make sure both can talk.
right, that concludes our first part of the exercise. And we're going to close this by affirming together, I am willing to accept what I am yet to embrace together. I am willing to accept what I am yet to embrace. Make sense? All right. So, Eckhart Tolle is a really good one when it comes to acceptance. <clears throat> He's saying acceptance looks like a passive state, but in reality, it brings something entirely new into this world. That peace, a subtle energy vibration, is consciousness. You can actually stay with your partners. We're not done yet with exercises. So, but... Ecotole is really sneaky, you know, The Power of Now, this is the first book he wrote, he's all about accepting the moment, right? So it's really interesting for him to see to say it's not a passive state. It's something that we have to bring into reality. But let's talk about self-acceptance for a moment, and this is where the next exercise is going to tie into. Self-acceptance is when we look at it from a psychological perspective, between self-loathing and self-love. In a sense, it's a step to bring us out of self-loathing, which many of us still may do, but it, it helps us to go toward self-love. Self-acceptance is extremely important. The reason why I'm doing two exercises is because I want you to learn to connect those two, that which is outside of you and how it connects within you. Because you can work both within and without in order to help you to bring about more acceptance. Self-acceptance is about breaking a pattern of self-loathing to confidently move towards self-love. Self-loathing can be as simple as saying to yourself, I am not worthy, I'm not loved, I don't deserve this, okay? Those are examples of self-loathing. Many of us have that in us, deeply, deeply buried. Sometimes it comes out a little bit more, sometimes it's a little bit better hidden. The masks that we put on for the public are often designed to make sure that no one gets to see the self-loathing loathing part, okay? Because we are in grave judgment about that. Self-acceptance teaches us to move toward love, to learn to love ourselves and love others. So it's pretty important. Brene Brown says something about self-acceptance too. She says, the truth is, belonging starts with acceptance. Your level of belonging, in fact, can never be greater than your level of self-acceptance. Because believing that you're enough is what gives you the courage to be authentic, vulnerable, and imperfect. Now, if you're unfamiliar with belonging, uh, I've shared this before, Maslow's hierarchy of needs that starts at the very basic needs we have, our physiological needs, which is air, water, food, and all that, safety needs, that we want to be in a safe environment, and so on. 
and love and belonging are right in the smack in the middle of that pyramid that goes from basic needs to growth needs. So what Brene Brown is talking about is about that sense of belonging. Probably many of you are here because you seek that sense of belonging. But you can actually also contribute to the sense of belonging by learning to accept yourself more while also utilizing the acceptance of the people in this community or your greater community to give you indications that you are perfectly fine to accept to be accepted, okay? Remember, sometimes it's hard for us to be accepted, isn't it? Sometimes we resist it even to be accepted. How often does someone walk up to us and very innocently just gives us a thank you, and our initial reaction is, oh, no, not a problem, okay? Kind of like pushing it away. It's very subtle. To accept oneself is about belonging. Whenever we feel separate or do not feel we belong, it is because we are yet to accept something about ourselves rather than others. That's the truth about self-acceptance. When we are in a community and we feel separate, we can either look outside of the community and say, well, these are the reasons why out here I am not accepted. But in a spiritual way, we can also go the other way and we can say, well, is there anything about myself I'm yet to accept, that I'm struggling to accept, that I still loathe about myself? And that's because I feel the separation outside. This is important to understand. This is important to practice at the human level for us to even start to understand how God acceptance looks like. Because we can teach ourselves at the human level and learn at the human level how acceptance works. And once we get a sense of how this works and how we can actually approach it ourselves, then God acceptance is a lot simpler and easier to get to. So let's do another exercise. Same pairing, okay? Now the A's, okay, those who have listened first are going to start and for one minute, minute share something you struggle with to accept about yourself. That's why I didn't want you to do before. I wanted you to do something outside of yourself first, and now I want you to dig into something that you don't accept about yourself. So for one minute, the A's share.
little harder, right? Just a tiny little bit harder. Especially if you never met this person before and you've never worked with that person. And that's okay. So don't, you know, don't worry that, you know, if you had, were hesitant to share something, you know, it's, it's okay, right? We're doing, we're practicing here. We're practicing here something very important to learn the difference between the outside and the inside when it comes to acceptance and the intimate connection to that, okay? So now the Bs for 30 seconds are going to share back to the A's what they heard. Switch. Now the bees, for one minute, share something you struggle with to accept. Ooh, that's the wrong one, sorry. Scratch that. Struggle with accepting about yourself. That's the whole point. So um, just the bees now. Something you struggle with about accepting yourself for one minute. Now the A's for 30 seconds, share what you heard. Finally, for one minute, A's and B's, discuss any similarities that you have found as you were listening to each other.
right. Now I want you, I want the A's and B's, I want you to look at your partner, look at your, each other and look yourself, each other into your eyes and affirm, I accept you exactly as you are. Together, I affirm exactly as you are. All right. And all together now, facing forward, I accept me exactly as I am, okay? These are important affirmations, as simple as they are. They help us start to release some of the judgments we have about ourselves and learn to move into acceptance, okay? So, because of the timing, we're going to have one reflection who cannot wait to share what's been happening with them. Going once, going twice. All right, you got your chance, so let's move on. <laughs> See, the here's what I want you to learn. To reflect on any exercise we do is an important step, and we don't have to do this in public. I know this is, you know, live stream and all that. It's all public, but it's important for you to reflect on it. Think about what you chose that you struggle with accepting in the world. And now think about what you chose, what you're struggling with, with yourself. Do you see a connection? Let's do raise hands. Anyone sees a connection? Right? The reason why this is coming up for some of you, and it may not work for all of you, but when there is a connection, we realize the connection is, this is how this works in the world, right? Our world is reflecting back to us the challenges that we have within ourselves. When the world doesn't seem right, it just simply means there's something for us to learn. That's all it is. If we don't accept something out in the world, is because we're still yet to accept a piece of ourselves within us deeply and fully. That's all it means, okay? And we're all allowed to work on it in our own timeline, okay? Eckhart Tolle again, he's saying, accept, then act. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Isn't that a good one? Always work with it, not against it, this will miraculously transform your whole life. Now, he's a spiritual leader. He's got it, right? Some of you might agree. And we're all still learning. <laughs> but there's a truth to that. Accept, always work on it, not against it. Okay? So for Lent, since in Unity we believe in picking up something new, not to neglect those of you who reject chocolate and beer and whatever for a little while. You keep doing what you want to do, right? But picking up something new is important too. And guess what? We can pick up something new for this week until we continue. I continue my talk on God acceptance when we move into how God 
acceptance works, right? So choose one thing to accept about yourself or in your life for this week. Practice daily to kindly release what stands in the way. We do this through forgiveness or praise. Take note how you change. That is transformation. Okay? That's your homework for this week. And then next week, we pick it up from there. And that gives us a segue into just reflecting in meditation for a little while. Looking at the clock, we're just going to take just a brief moment to reflect on today's message, but more importantly so, your time to connect. Remember that when we truly are willing to connect, we're doing something very important, something very precious. We're opening up and allow ourselves to be vulnerable with someone else. In that vulnerability lies strength and power. It's not in resistance. It's not in being tolerant. It's not being resigned to what is but to be in complete acceptance of whatever may have come through you. So take a moment in our meditation and just relax and breathe into whatever you came to realize for today for you. Breathe deeply. Recognize the beauty of who and what you are. And if you're ready, accept just that. Let us remind ourselves who and what we truly are. We're human beings, 100%, but we're also spiritual, 100%. None is stronger than the other. None is weaker than the other. They're both important and relevant. Yes, sometimes we might feel more human than spiritual and vice versa, and yet the potential is always there. Quietly and silently, just simply affirm to yourself, I am perfect as I am. I am perfect as I am. 
And another affirmation, I accept me for exactly what I am. With conviction, silently, quietly, again, I accept me for exactly what I am. So let us allow ourselves to settle with that. Let us move into this upcoming week with grace, grace and glory. Let's be kind to ourselves and those around us. Let's find a moment of compassion for those who need it most. Because that is our commitment to humanity. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.